right, friend, if you're struggling with driving anxiety, which is something that I struggled with for many years, I want to encourage you to join me for my free live class. In this class, I'm going to be diving into what overcoming driving anxiety actually looks like, and I'm going to be teaching you lots of practical tips that will help you to experience more peace and freedom behind the wheel. And I know you might be thinking, Shannon, I've tried and I just can't do it. It's so hard. And this is why I want you to join me. I want to show you that it is possible and that it doesn't have to be so hard. So for all of the details and to sign up, just head to the link in my show notes and save yourself a seat. And if you join me live, I'm going to be doing a Q&A at the end of the class so you can get your questions answered right on the spot. But if you can't attend live, no worries. You'll get a replay directly sent to your inbox. I hope to see you there. And so sitting on that flight back home while holding Amelia on my lap, I couldn't help but think all of the nonsense that I used to put myself through. I couldn't help but think of the fact that I've had to keep a child alive and care for her, plus care for myself, and how I used to put all of that focus and time and attention on trying to keep myself safe in any and all situations when I was already safe. And of course, all of this is really easy to say in retrospect, but it honestly made me laugh because I couldn't help but think of how often I worried about stuff that had never even happened or how often I had worried about things that had happened a bunch of times, but I had always worked through it. Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure, mom, and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome, you're right where you're meant to be. All right, I am so excited to chat with you today about how my relationship with anxiety and just my relationship with myself has changed so much and for the better once I became a mom. And honestly, if you would have told me years ago that I would be talking to you about how becoming a mom has positively impacted my relationship with anxiety in so many ways, I would have laughed like out loud. (laughs) And quite honestly, All of this is a little crazy because a big part of me was convinced for a long time that I'd never be a mom, partly because of my struggles with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia. But here we are, and I'm so incredibly grateful. And just yesterday, Amelia turned four years old, and I can't believe that I've already experienced four years of life with such an incredible little soul that Adam and I created. I could obviously go on and on for days about how amazing she is, but let's instead dive into today's topic. So I want to start by giving a much needed disclaimer. The experiences that I'm going to share are obviously my own, and I recognize that there are lots of women who struggle immensely with anxiety during pregnancy and also after birth. If you're struggling with anxiety in pregnancy or postpartum anxiety, I really just want to take a moment to send some love your way. You're an amazing mom and you're doing an amazing job, anxiety and all. 
And also, I really want to encourage you to listen to episode 31 of this podcast titled Postpartum Anxiety and Becoming a New Mom with Sarah Swenson. In the episode, my friend Sarah and therapist shares lots of helpful information and tips on anxiety and postpartum anxiety that will be so helpful to you. And also in that episode, Sarah shares something really important that I think is worth mentioning here. She says, not everyone who struggles with anxiety will have an exacerbation of anxiety after they have a baby. And it's so worth mentioning here because I know that there are women, so many women, who are afraid of becoming pregnant and having children because they're afraid that it'll either make their anxiety worse or it'll make the anxiety that they used to struggle with resurface or it'll lead to postpartum anxiety. And although these are all very valid fears, I want to show you that struggling with anxiety during pregnancy and after pregnancy isn't always the case, even if you had a strong history with an anxiety disorder. So I had been recovered from anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for just over a year when I became pregnant with Amelia. And I very vividly remember the moment that I told my therapist at the time that I was pregnant. It's like, I could instantly see the concern in her face, and it was concern that made total sense. After all, I hadn't been recovered for all that long, and she had witnessed a ton of the struggles that I went through and overcame. So she quickly told me about support groups and suggested that I give one a shot. And the introvert in me (laughs) cringed, like really hard. And I remember sitting on her couch just thinking, I'm not doing that. I've got this. Honestly, I kind of felt like a support group may only bring up thoughts and worries and fears that I didn't have, or they trigger me in some way. And in retrospect, I'm sure this was a huge part of me that was actually trying to protect myself. After all, I felt very strong and confident in my recovery, and I had basically made an internal declaration that I would never go back to what I had struggled with before. And was this the right decision for me not to do a support group? I think so. But could a support group have been helpful in some ways? Absolutely, I'm sure. But every ounce of me was focused on staying on the path that I had created and had worked so hard for. And again, just the introvert in me wanted nothing to do with a support group. (laughs) So yeah, with no support group and essentially no resources to walk me through the whole labor and delivery and postpartum process, aside from the support of friends and family and a book that I had quickly skimmed, I delivered Amelia naturally in August of 2018. Yep, I did it naturally. No epidural, no medications, just me and my incredibly strong and amazing body. And I want to touch on this because I know that lots of women worry about experiencing anxiety during labor and delivery, but I had none. Yep, none. And I think that this is really a common experience because the reality is your body and your mind are so full force in the moment that it really doesn't have much time or opportunity to be anxious. It's like all of the adrenaline that you're experiencing, you're simply using to help get your baby safely out into the world. So after labor and delivery, of course, then came navigating life as a new mom. 
And this is where I really want to dive into how motherhood changed my relationship with anxiety and myself because I was honestly so surprised by the lack of anxiety that I experienced and I'm still a little surprised by it when I think back on the last four years. So I just want to state the obvious. I've of course experienced some anxiety from time to time throughout the last four years because I'm human, (laughs) but none of the anxiety has looked like anything like it used to. In the six years that I've been recovered, I've experienced one panic attack And I actually shared that experience in episode number 26 in case you want to take a listen. So the biggest way that motherhood has changed my relationship with anxiety and myself is that it has forced me to be super present and it has taught me the immense value in practicing mindfulness. So from the time Amelia was born, I was literally thrusted into the present moment between caring for her and playing with her and teaching her and sharing so many beautiful experiences with her, I really had no choice but to be present, especially in those early days. She needed a lot of me a lot of the time, and I wanted to be present for her and with her. And because of how much I needed to be present for her, it also made me realize that I needed and wanted to be as present for myself so that I could actually be present with her and with every other part of my life. I can remember sitting on the floor with Amelia sometimes, just watching her roll on her mat or play with toys and think, I can't remember the last time I just sat and paid attention like this. I would literally stare at her and watch her facial expressions and I'd listen to her laugh and I'd hold her and think, how many times have I missed out on things in life because I haven't been this present like I am right now? And when I would watch her discover and play and laugh, I would often think to myself, I want to feel what she's feeling right now. The way she would smile and be so in awe of things and laugh. It's honestly like I was jealous of what she was experiencing. And this was a huge shift for me because of course I knew that I could experience what she was experiencing too, but it would mean that I would have to make some conscious shifts and implement some healthy habits that would take energy and time and commitment and actual work. And yeah, this is often why we give up before we even get started, right? Because it's harder for us adults to get present. But the hard work is so incredibly worth it. So I really started paying attention to everything that I was doing and where I was putting my focus. Like for instance, when I picked up my phone, I began asking myself, Shannon, what is your intention? And oftentimes I had absolutely no intention aside from mindlessly scrolling. And so I'd make the conscious effort to put my phone back down and choose to do something mindful instead. I think this one simple question is so powerful. Really slowing down enough to say, hey, do you have a reason to be doing this? And if not, making the conscious choice not to. It's so simple, but it's so beneficial because it allows you to stay in the present moment and not take in more information and just more things that will likely overwhelm your system and lead to anxiety. So try it out. The next time you pick up your phone or reach for your laptop or turn on the TV, ask yourself, check in with yourself honestly. 
ask, what is my intention? And when I asked myself this question, and I answered it honestly, (laughs) what I found myself doing instead of mindlessly scrolling or working when I didn't need to be or watching something that I didn't even care to be watching was doing things that actually brought me the joy, laughter, fulfillment, and awe that I was so envious of Amelia experiencing. I began spending more time in nature, which has always been hugely beneficial to my mental health. I began spending more time calling people and connecting with people that I love and care for. I began listening to more podcasts and books, and I began watching things that actually made me laugh and smile and think. And these things sound so basic, right? But like just laughing and smiling, they're huge. And so once I started doing these things, I started seeing the benefits of me actually being more present. And naturally, I began smiling and laughing more, and I began enjoying things more, and I began feeling more at peace. I began feeling more fulfilled, and honestly, I craved a lot more of it, which kept these habits going. And you want to know when I created the Healthy Push platform? Well, it was a year after Amelia was born. Talk about mindfulness habits put to good use. I truly don't think that I ever would have created Healthy Push if I hadn't done lots of this mindfulness work. Okay, so another way that motherhood has changed my relationship with anxiety and myself is that it helped me to see just how silly some of my thoughts, fears, and focuses were, and still are sometimes, and to not take them all so seriously. So when Amelia was nine months old, we took a trip from Maine to England. And on this trip, we took multiple plane rides and train rides and car rides, all of which used to be incredibly tough for me. I'm talking a trip like this would have been full of panic attacks, lots of tears, and me just wishing that I was home. And instead, on the flight back home, I remember Adam looking at me and asking me, you've been good this whole trip? And I was a little confused initially as to what he was asking me. And then he said, you haven't been anxious or anything? And I remember being like, whoa, you're right. I've been good this whole trip. I had no thoughts or worries about panicking. I had no thoughts or worries about passing out or losing all control or dying. I had no thoughts or worries about making it to safety or to a bathroom in time. There was no problem solving or making plans and exit strategies. I was just being. This is such a crazy thought, huh? (laughs) I know, because I used to think, that's just not possible for me. That type of, you know, quote, carefree living just isn't possible for somebody like me. And yeah, I was wrong. And I just want to say, I know that you likely don't believe that it's possible for you too, and I get it, but it is possible. And unfortunately, lots of the recovery process is about continuing to have blind faith that your actions will get you to the place where you want to be. And just because you can't see what your life looks like without anxiety, panic, and fear being at the forefront of all of it doesn't mean that recovery isn't possible. And so sitting on that flight back home while holding Amelia on my lap, I couldn't help but think all of the nonsense that I used to put myself through. I couldn't help but think of the fact that I've had to keep a child alive and care for her 
plus care for myself and how I used to put all of that focus and time and attention on trying to keep myself safe in any and all situations when I was already safe. And of course, all of this is really easy to say in retrospect, but it honestly made me laugh because I couldn't help but think of how often I worried about stuff that had never even happened or how often I had worried about things that had happened a bunch of times, but I had always worked through it. Because now if I had any of these thoughts or worries, my response would be, oh, interesting. Yep, I'm not going to answer that thought or that worry. Or I'd work to change the story that I was telling myself. Or just honestly, I'd laugh at the thought or worry. Because the reality is that we so often take our thoughts and worries so seriously instead of actually pausing to say, wait brain, I see what you're doing here and we're not going there. This type of response obviously takes some practice and some hard work, but it's a type of hard work that will actually lead you to the results that you're so badly wanting. And couple this type of work with mindfulness, and it's just incredible where you can find yourself. And so in general, having Amelia has also helped to reinforce lots of things that I worked so hard for throughout my healing journey. Things like having a healthy response to my thoughts and feelings, and practicing mindfulness, and being kind to myself, and setting and maintaining healthy boundaries, and on and on and on. And becoming a mom has also allowed me to truly step back and ask myself often, are my actions right now teaching Amelia how to have a healthy relationship with her own emotions? Because the truth is, right, she's learning from me every day. And of course, I don't want her to struggle with the things that I struggled with. And slowing down and asking myself questions like this one and continuing to take healthy action in my own life will only allow me to best support her in the best possible ways. So here's the truth, right? I didn't do everything, quote, right. And my motherhood journey hasn't been free of anxious thoughts and feelings. Sometimes I've Googled when I knew that it wasn't the healthiest decision, and sometimes I didn't ask for support when I really should have, and sometimes I beat myself up when I know that I should be practicing self-compassion. Sometimes I haven't maintained healthy boundaries that I've set, and this is all true in a reality because I'm human, and as humans, we make mistakes, and it's often in the mistakes and mess-ups that we grow and learn and heal and live beautiful lives. So practice allowing yourself to just be human. And I really want you to hear this. It's okay if you're scared of becoming pregnant or becoming a mom. I was too. It's okay to be scared. It's scary because it's an unknown, but there is so much beauty in the unknown. And oftentimes, You'll surprise yourself time and time again in the unknowns. It's in the unknowns that we really get to grow, expand, and see who we are and just what we're capable of. So allow yourself to be scared, but don't pass up the opportunity to see just how capable you are and how amazing your life can be. All right, until next time, friends, keep taking healthy action. 
And before I end this episode, I want to mention that I'd really appreciate it if you shared this episode or any others with somebody who you feel could benefit from what I share here. You sharing these episodes is what helps me to reach and support others who need it. And if you have an extra minute in your day today, I'd also really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. I read every single review and this too is what helps me to help more people to heal and overcome. All right, until next time, friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.